Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Underway here at the Lemmick Stadium for this Carabao Cup fourth round tie. Third round tie, big problem, I hit him himself. Stephen each win the ball back. Oh, it's a handball. It's a handball by Chin in the penalty area. He got caught up, Richard Chin, trying to defend Norris once more. Didn't see where the ball was going. Norris steps forward, strikes it to the right of Bullocock and scores. Yeah, I don't think there's any complaints over the penalty decision tell. I think Ching gets himself in a bit of a muddle in the first place. Nothing down the line, so back inside to Fraser. Ball forward now to Raksaki. Can he jink past his man? Yes, he can. Now he finds an EK in a penalty area. Takes a shot! Oh, it's an equaliser! Raksaki combines with Chucks and EK, who drills it into the near post. Beyond Chapman and the Yanks are back level. But it just had to be, didn't it? Super summon EK. Swipes it forward. That is the final action. And we go to penalties here in the Carabao Cup to find out who goes through to the next round. Rose on the home side to step up first. Steps forward. Strikes it straight down the middle. Indeed, Sean Clare. Up against Chapman. Places the ball on the spot. Step sideways, comes forward to strike it. And that's a firm penalty to the right of the keeper. Went the wrong way. It's one all here. Campbell up next for Stevenage. Steps forward, strikes it. Again, Wallacott goes left, ball goes right. 2-1 to the home side. So Forster gets it. Places the ball down. Steps forward, strikes it again. Same side as Sean Clare. Keeper goes the same way. To his left, ball goes to his right. 2-2. Sweeney now for Stevenage. Taking a long run up here. Strides forward. Wallacott goes to his right, ball goes to his left. 3-2. Sack it is. Places the ball. Steps forward. Oh, takes a little stutter in his step. And sees the keeper go right. Guides it in the left-hand corner. We're all square again. Boswick for the next one. Steps forward. Down the middle. Hard and high. Ball have got no chance. And Zanico places the ball on the spot. Steps forward. 
right footed, top corner. Nicely done, keeper goes left. Top right hand corner for Anika. Miss. Another chance to win it, but it's Taylor first. Saved by Wallacott down to his left hand side. Good save from Charlton's keeper. Taylor, nice height, you have to say. Hit it to his right, to Wallacott's left. And the keeper makes the save. Yeah, good save from Wallacott. Reads where Taylor's going. Dives slightly early, but Taylor has made his mind up by that point. Great save from Wallacott. And it'll be up to Scott Fraser. He scores Cholna through. Scott Fraser places the ball. Begins his run up. Strikes it and scores! The Alex are through. It's to the right hand side of the keeper who went the other way. And Charlton have once again progressed through to the next round of the Carabao Cup on penalties. We have to give credit to the penalty takers. Five brilliant penalties. So hello and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you are all well. Uh, joining me uh, on the show this week as we look back at that cup tie uh, with Stevenage and react to whatever the draw turns out to be uh, in a few moments' time. Uh, joining me uh, first up, Mr. Tom Wallen. How are you doing, Tom? All good, mate. Yeah, pump for uh, gilling them away. So <laughs> no doubt uh, that's what will happen. Yeah, that'll be a lot less funny when we actually stick this out after and that's actually happened. <laughs> yeah. We're also joining us uh, on this week's show is Mr. Nathan Miller. How are you doing, Living the dream, mate. Living yeah. the dream, same old. To see what's happening in this draw later. See what yeah, nonsense well, we- We've already That's triumphed that. in a way, haven't we? Because we are, of course, now the Carabao Cup London champions for 2022-23. The only London side left in the competition. Uh, that's a trophy. We're taking that. The uh, the, the long wait, uh, the long wait for a cup uh, silverware since 1947 uh, is over. So congratulations uh, to us. So on this week's show, then uh, we're about to break off into the draw, and I'll explain that in a few seconds' time. But we will look back at that game uh, with Steven is winning on penalties uh, in midweek. We're going to hear uh, the reaction from Ben Garden. We've already heard the goals. We've also got some reaction uh, from Scott Fraser as well as your tweets uh, and emails. We're going to hear uh, from Garner and Jake Forster Caskey asked him that question uh, during the week. And then, of course, we'll look ahead to Saturday's league game uh, up at Burton Albion at the Pirelli Stadium. Uh, again, Garner will have a little bit of a preview uh, on that. So we're recording this show at six o'clock on Thursday night before the draw has happened. But we have already agreed to record the majority of the show and then place it after the draw. So what's going to happen soon is you're going to hear us on Twitter spaces. So this evening when the draw was on, which is in the future now, but in the past when you're listening to this, uh, we're going to be logging on to Twitter spaces on on our, on, on uh, Twitter, where else? Uh, and we will watch the draw live. So hopefully a lot of you uh, joined us on Twitter to listen to it live. Uh, and then we'll have some reaction as well from the draw. So I'm about to cut off. You're going to hear that now. Just be aware, Twitter spaces, uh, they don't have the, the same technology we can use when recording the pod. So the audio quality is not going to be quite as good. Uh, but let's cut away. This is us listening to the uh, League Cup fourth round draw live. Right. Schmeichel has got his hand in the ball bag and we are on the way. Right, the first one is coming out. The first one is number 15, which is Wolverhampton Wanderers. Would you take that, boys? No. I've, <laughs> no. I've never been I've, I've never been to Molyneux, though, so... They right, Dion Dublin's pulled out. Dion Dublin has pulled out. Number six. Oh, that was close. So that's Jill. Wait, we can't get Gilligan. Oh, get in. On the pitch, lads. I must say, I was so worried about having to go in that away end in mid-December yeah. <laughs> with no roof. Right, Schmeichel has got his massive hands back in the uh, in the balls again. Here we go. 
straight to the mic. It's number 14. That's Southampton. Beat Sheffield Wednesday on penalties. Dion Dublin's drawing out the away side. Decent night out, Danny. Yeah, and it is. It's a single digit one. It's number eight. It's Lincoln C. We're not getting Lincoln. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is, this is a good great start. Tension, this, is, this is a solid start, isn't it? Solid start. Right, Schmeichel's back in there for the next home side. They're just drawing out all the rubbish ones, hopefully, so far. Oh, 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 what's that? Oh, it's number two. It's like an upside down five. That's Blackburn Rovers. Oh, no. Here we oh, go. No. Right. MK Dons, MK Dons, MK Dons. Leon Dublin, don't do it, son. Don't do it, son. Oh, my word. It's number 13. Oh. Nottingham Forest. Right, so we're not going away to Blackburn as well. So Gillingham, Blackburn and Lincoln have all gone. They were some of my fears. I still want to get rid of Burnley. And MK Dons. And MK Dons. (laughs) Right, Schmeichel's back in there. What's he got? What's he got for us? Two digits. It's number 12. Newcastle United. Oh, this could be the Come on, Nath. I'd take this. I'd take this. I'd take this. I would take this 100%. Come on, Dion. What you got as long for as, me? As long as Pete can talk the trains out. What you got for me, Dion? Oh, it's number one. It's number one. It's Bournemouth. Oh, that's a long journey. Blimey. Just before Christmas for the League Cup. Savage. Newcastle famously knocking out Palace during the week. And as soon as Ben Garner said he fancied Palace, they were like quivering, weren't they? And they started to get out of this <laughs> Right, Schmeichel's back in again. It's number 10. Manchester City. Oh, come on. Come on, Dion. Come on, Dion. Come on, Dion. Come on, Dion. You know I've always loved you since you got head, uh, sent off at the Valley for that headbutt. Come on, Dion. Come on, Dion. That's oh, number nine. It's Liverpool Man City. Oh, oh, no. oh what is wrong with people? They're, they're, there's gonna, there's literally not going to be a single big club left in this by the, the quarterfinals, apart from us, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Apart from us. Yeah. Right, Liverpool? come on. Well, there's... Uh, Burn, Burnley. Burnley, Brighton, us, Leicester. Wolves. Uh, MK is still in there. Wolves and I think Man United are still in there. Right, Schmeichel's back in. It is number 16. It's Man United. Come on, on, Schmeichel. I think Schmeichel got sent off against us at Old Trafford once, didn't he? So maybe he's going to do his favour here again. It's Dion Dublin. What have you got, my son? son? Oh, number four. Oh, so close. Burnley. Burnley go to Man United. Burnley are out of the way. Burnley out of the way. Milton Keynes is still in there. It's going to be MK, isn't it? It's going to be MK. Oh, my Lord. It's going to be MK. This is going to be the the biggest come down ever. (laughs) (laughs) Right, he's back in there. Right, it's number 11. Number 11 is Milton Keynes. Oh, Oh, no. Get rid of him. There's only three balls left in there. There's a 33% chance it's going to be us. Oh, no. no. Don't do it, Dion. Don't Don't do it, it, Dion. Oh, it's number seven. Oh. MK against Leicester. So... We got Brighton. Who's left? Is, is Forrest come out? Us and Brighton, isn't it? Is there just two is, balls is, left? The Forrest come out? Yeah, Forrest yeah. have got... Oh, um, so are we going to be at home or are we going to be away? Ooh. So Schmeichel picks up the ball with a... It's home. So Cholder here, at home. Here we go. And to confirm, Dion Dublin picks up the other one. And it is... Still MK Dons. Number three, <laughs> Brighton Hove Albion come to the Valley in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. So it's Premier League opposition at the Valley for the Addicts. Win a ball, I'd suggest, Nathan? Uh, mate, you're going to have a go, aren't we? So it's like, because we've not got the one of the big boys, like any of them, Wolves, Burnley, I would have taken anyone home. And I think that's a, like, like Danny was saying earlier, 
I, you know, it's not the, the big boys, but you're going to get a good crowd down there. They've got a new manager. You know, they've got some people at the World Cup. Maybe they'll change it about. But I think it's a good little time. It's, we ain't got to go away far for Christmas as long as the trains are running and no one's striking and whatnot. But yeah. that, mate, it's, I'm, I'm actually quite happy with that. Just I'm you a didn't bit, get Gillingham and MK. So yeah, I'm, I'm still a bit underwhelmed. Like, I'm a bit underwhelmed, personally. Like, when you knew the likes of Man United and Liverpool and City and stuff and Newcastle were in there. Lewis, what are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm still a bit of a knife, to be honest. I think it's a, I think it'd be a really good tie. Um, but yeah, you see the calibre. The most frustrating thing is that Man City Liverpool draw each other. That's the annoying thing. It would have been nice to get either of those. But when it went down to those last four balls and MK was still in there, I was panicking quite a lot. So well, <laughs> the fact it got that close, like, I'll take anything. <laughs> but, yeah. Plus, with, well, if Liverpool and Man City are playing each other, surely that shortens our, our odds to win the thing, though, right? So that means we've got an even better chance to win it, Max. One of them are right. Sure, I, I make right us. I make us about four favourites, and certainly the the favourites in London. I'd look earlier. We, we were two hundred and fifty to one to win it. I reckon that's worth a fiver. That's worth a fifty by bullseye. That one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're getting some uh, getting some reaction coming in. Danny, uh, who we had on earlier, said he'll take that, or, or he's just tweeting about take that because he's still on the way back from the pub. <laughs> and that's what he's listening to. He's just put take that. You know, he's got Robbie Williams on the mind. Uh, Rachel <laughs> says, uh, "I'll take that as well." Blimey. It's like, a, it's like a reunion tour. Um, uh, is this Thomas that. trying to get live music down the valley? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. Rachel says that's an all right draw. Tim says we can win that, Louis. I'm happy. Uh, Claire says, oh, that's rubbish though, isn't it? Not a great draw. Dan said it's Bob, Fe- uh, Bob Peter's favourite match. Wasn't that the one he got sacked after we lost at home to Brighton, if I remember rightly? Mm, think, um, I think so. Uh, Tom, yeah, Tom said I uh, would rather have got MK at home and get someone massive in the quarters. Yeah, because that's the thing like, you know, it's a tough. It's a tough game. We will obviously be second favourites in this game, and mm. we don't get the chance to play your, your your big clubs. Now, Carl is asking, could it be on TV? He says it's the second biggest tie out of all of them. Um, so, well, we meant to think Liverpool's going to be on there in a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. it's not unheard of. So, for a lower league team facing a Premier League team at the Valley, I'd just casting my eyes through. I could see Blackburn Forest being on TV because. They, they've got the excuse of it being a championship versus Prem, but also they're both bigger clubs than us. Do you think, uh, they'll play it? Do you think they, could, they could have one of them on a Thursday, though, Lou? Oh, I, don't, well, I don't know how they're moving around for TV. Obviously, they've had Man United tonight, haven't they? So I wouldn't be shocked if they, uh, if they do try and, try and switch it up. Um, uh, Chris said, uh, I was at the Amex when we were two up and lost 3 2, was going. Yeah, I remember that was uh, under Cowboys. Is that Cowboys better yeah, and, uh, uh, no, Adam Lookman, uh, Lookman, Lookman, and I think Reza got one actually. I think Reza, that's yeah. Reza's name's come up today. Blimey, uh, that what, was a when you have to remember you were there moment watching Reza score an actual football goal. <laughs> yeah, uh, Heather, Heather, I just noticed this tweet pointed out on Twitter that we only just played Brighton at home about a week ago, but it was under twenty one side, so we've been promoted to the adults now. It does make you wonder, though, how many of those will play because, you know, at the latter stage of the World Cup, you know, yeah. people like, I'm thinking of like people like Trossard and that. They're pro- in yeah. Belgium's, I mean, I don't know if he's in the Belgium squad. I haven't looked, but, you know, it depends what sort of shape their squad's in at yeah. that stage of just after the World Cup. We might play a fairly similar side to that 21s game. And then, mm. like we say, we've got all, all the chance of getting through it. Yeah. Well, as, um, uh, as Paul was uh, disappointed out, it's a it's a not a strong, not very glamorous uh, Premier League side who are taking it very seriously. Uh, so he's expecting a, a very uneventful uh, defeat. Uh, right, Joe, uh, our own Joe uh, Puddles uh, says uh, Brighton's first game in six weeks, isn't it? So it should be a great uh, opportunity. Heather says there should be free tickets for the 662 who attended the uh, 
the Papa John's uh, game. Well, if it is the same, if they do effectively put out the same under-21 side, at least we know we can beat them. Mm. Yeah, they'll, they'll be quaking in their boots when they see uh, Jack Payne cutting yeah. inside. I think it's going to be, uh, it, it's, uh, like we were saying, like, some, some is underwhelmed. Some, I'm, I'm actually all right with it. I think it's going to be quite a good game to watch because they're quite, they're quite a progressive team, even with the, the Zerbies coming in. They've picked up some, some good results. Um, against some big teams and they're playing well at the moment so mm. I'm actually quite looking to, forward to it as a, as a game because I think like, like I was saying on the pearl earlier which some people might listen to later it's if we have a go we've got nothing to lose we've got nothing to lose now yeah. like, M- MK at home yeah it'll be an easier game in inverted commas but you're still going to be a bit tetchy because you won't want to lose it but mm. now we've got any premiership team just have a go what's the worst that's going to happen we get beat 3-0 oh well do you know what I mean just let's have a go and see where it takes us Right, let's get a little bit more reaction. We've got uh, Jonathan Gray has uh, requested to speak. Jonathan, I've added you as a speaker. If you just want to come on and have your say about the draw, Charlton drawn at home against Brighton in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. How are you doing, Jonathan? Yeah, I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, not too bad. Good, good, good to have you on, mate. So, yeah, what, what, what's your initial reaction to the draw then? I think it's, I have to say, I think it's an absolutely fantastic draw for us. We've got a Premier League side. There'll be a big crowd. They'll bring a lot of fans. And... They won't have played a league game for six weeks. You know, they won't be fresh going into it at all. Yeah, and, and you, you suggest winnable then, and, and let's see how far we can go. I, do you know what? I just think, um, obviously, when you're playing the likes of Man U, Man City, Liverpool, you know, we show up even if it's at home. It, we have a very small chance of getting through. They won't be taking it, this competition, as seriously, you wouldn't think, at this stage. Um, we'll, be, we'll, we'll be match fit. We've been playing games for weeks, so we've been... In Qatar, a lot of their players, and they won't have had any competitive football in this country. So I think if there's ever a time to play a team like Brighton at home, that surely mm. is the time. Yeah, so Brighton, Brighton sitting sixth in the Premier League, uh, of course, for those of you who, uh, who haven't been following the, the Premier League. Obviously, uh, they lost their manager, Graham Potter, to uh, Chelsea recently, but they've now got Roberto De Zebri, um, who, who's come in, he's uh, managed uh, overseas before coming uh, to Brian, I think he had a slightly slow start, but they, they seem to have been um, picking up recently as well. Uh, they won uh, their last three games, including, of course, that 4-1 win uh, over Chelsea and a 3-2 win away at uh, Wolves. I think it was, uh, yeah, Wolves down to 10 men in that one and they beat Arsenal. Oh, so I much would have rather had Arsenal at the Valley. <laughs> they beat Arsenal. <laughs> Uh, to, to go through. Well, what a great draw, eh? Or, oh, what a terrible draw. Who knows? At the time of recording, uh, we don't know. But there it was. That was us reacting live to the Twitter draw. I hope you enjoyed our Twitter space uh, earlier. Um, so we can't really talk too much about the draw. We would have done that in the bit you just heard, uh, Tom. But let's talk about the game. Uh, you know, we got through against Stevenage. Uh, it's our first time in the round four of the League Cup uh, since uh, we were relegated from the Premier League. So 16 seasons, which is a long time. Um, and oh, we've been rewarded with such a great draw or such a terrible draw. But I mean, the, the game itself uh, rode our luck a bit there, didn't we? Just a bit, yeah. But you've got to play for the full 90 minutes, haven't you? And it would be very easy to look at to look at that game and go Stevenage a League 2 and, and it should be a home win. But we've seen plenty of upsets. Uh, already for, from bigger teams as well. And we spoke last week, or you guys spoke on the pod last week, about Stevenage's home record. Uh, very, very good this year. Steve Evans' record against us, I think, as a as a man, if I can call him a bloke, is... Uh, He's more than just one man, basically. Yeah, welding exactly. Into about four, four men yeah, welding into one. At least. Um, but his record against us seems to be very, very good as well. So it's just 
just a horrible tie, really. Uh, and then you go 1-0 down from the sound of it. I wasn't there, sadly, but from following it, it, it sounded very much like they were the better team. But we, we kept ourselves in it. We kept it to one goal. We obviously uh, implemented the, the Chuck's cheat and, and got ourselves the uh, the customary Chuck's goal when he came on. Um, and then obviously got through on penalties. So, uh, yeah, a, a tough tie to get through. And... Um, yeah, uh, obviously, as you say, we're kind of talking now and don't know, although I will have, if I've been on the Twitter spaces, already talked about what I do know. But um, either way, just to get through to the fourth round in itself is an achievement. It's probably a slight distraction in that the league has to be a priority. I'm sure we would all take promotion over something else. But if we can get on a little run as well and it doesn't affect that that attempt to try and get out of the league, then it's all good and it, and it gives players a run out. So, uh, yeah, all in all, a pleasing evening. Yeah, and we saw how much it meant to the to the fans because we sold out that away end on, on Tuesday night at the Lemex, uh, Nathan. I mean, Tom, Tom said there you've got to play for the full 90 minutes, but the reality of it is we played for about 15 of them at the end. And it is when, you know, Chooks came on, I think with about half an hour left, and, and it still took part of a quadruple sub. It still took a while for us to, to wake up. But it is it is a cheat code in this division. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's a cheat code you can only use now and then, unfortunately. Um, but Chooks and EK is just a remarkable player when he come, when he is on the pitch for Charlton. Yeah, and I think like the the main goal before the you know before the game was to get through. Whether you you know smash someone five nil, get a last minute penalty, or as we did, play rubbish and then you know sneak. You know, albeit we had a little bit of spells at the end of the game. But if I was a Stevenish fan, I'd be a bit fuming. But listen, we got the job done. We're in the hat. Um, and, and and that's the main thing. Um, so it swings and roundabouts, really, because there's been games this week where we've played well and we should have won in terms of dominating play, but we haven't. I think Forest Green was one, Sheffield Wednesday to an extent. So, look, you know, it happens. But, um, yeah, we didn't sound great, but we're through. And, yeah, Chucks is an absolute animal, an absolute beast. But um, I think I saw someone on Twitter, they put, bet, uh, you know, every time he comes off the bench, they put a bet on him to score. Or, do you know what I mean? And it's just getting silly now. It's just like... Every time he comes off the pit or comes on the pitch, you think he's going to tuck or he's going to make something happen, and it's just so like frustrating that he can't. It doesn't seem to be able to be doing it, you know, for for ninety minutes because or maybe he's still building his fitness up because he makes such a difference. Like it's, him and Jaden are chalk and cheese, and um, but I love that guy so bad, and yeah, I just hopefully we get a nice tie. We'll we'll find out. Obviously, I was hope, hoping for Spurs and that ain't happening. I'd love to have seen him against. Ben Davies or Eric Dyer, but oh well. But um, yeah, it's just a case of keeping him fit now because if, if we lose Chucks, then it's a massive, massive loss, isn't it? Really. Mm. Well, at time of recording, we're still we're still hoping for a bit of Erling Haaland up against Sam Lavelle, but we, we can dream. I mean, the, the the performance, like I say, Tom, for the first eighty minutes, we we went there knowing that Stevenage are very strong at home, so they'd won ten of their eleven games in all competitions uh, at home this season. They'd beaten higher league opposition in, in both of the previous rounds uh, of the competition. Um, I think it was Peterborough and, and Reading. Um, so we knew it wasn't going to be easy, and it certainly wasn't. That that first, if we're being fair, 75, 80 minutes was quite similar to what we've seen a lot at times this season against teams that can defend, is that we'll, we'll pass the ball around and enjoy as much possession as we want, but do very little with it. And, and that... You know, away from the joy of going through, and I really did enjoy how how it went at the end. It was still, it would still spark some concern for some supporters. Yeah, a lot, and it's obviously a 
a change team in as much as we can change it. But when we went on that that good little run of wins, um, and even possibly count the Ipswich draw in that as well, although probably not the the MK Dons result. The the thing that we kept coming back to was that settle back four. And yeah, on the whole, we were up against teams that did come out and play. Uh, the MK Dons game, obviously, there was a change in the back four, but also there was a team that came and sat very, very deep, two very narrow banks of four and five, and we couldn't break them down. Um, and we're going to have to do that. It's all well and good beating the likes of Portsmouth and, and as I say, going relatively toe-to-toe, albeit in a mental game against Ipswich. But, you know... The game we're looking at now, Burton Albion, they're bottom of the league, sure. Uh, they're shipping goals quite a lot. But at the same time, if they're prepared to just sit in and they've watched games like the MK Dons game, like the first 75 minutes of that Stevenage game, they're going to know how to play against us. And uh, yeah, we need to find a way to, to break those sort of teams down because you need to be able to, to win both of those styles of games. And that's something that I completely agree with you. hasn't gone away yet. We haven't really in recent weeks in my memory had a test like that that we have come through other than this one which obviously had to go to penalties and and if that was a league game and we'd taken a one or draw we'd probably be saying well we were lucky to get away with a draw there so it is still a concern obviously the closer we edge to January the the more chance there is of hopefully getting some people in that might be able to start to do that I don't know if we're going to come on to talk about Jake and, and, and him as a potential option as well but yeah um we we need to find a way to to do that because as you say Tuesday night it was it was a case of same old and yes we got through and yes obviously I, I'm pleased about that but we've got to find a way as I say in our priority which is the league we need to find a way to beat teams like that. Mm. I mean the manner of the penalty given away then against Dicky Chin, Nath. I mean he he would have been he would have been a bit upset with that. He, the ball's come over his shoulder and he's completely lost flight of it and then as he's turning around he's stuck his arm out. I mean. It was clearly accidental. There's a couple of people who tweeted me saying it wasn't an accident. He caught it. I was like, yeah, he didn't do it on purpose, though, did he? Like, he stuck his arm out and it hit his hand. There's no way he meant to do that. He just lost flight of it. And then in instinct, it was in his arm. But that was a, one of the more bizarre penalties you're going to see given away. And, you know, a player who um, has, has done bits and pieces since he's coming, you know, he's, he's been reasonably reliable when, when we've had to call upon him. And at his age, we, we, you'd hope we wouldn't be having to call upon him too often. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, Tuesday certainly wasn't his, his greatest evening so far. No, it was, it was a tough one for him, I think, throughout the game. And um, yeah, he gave away a penalty, as you say, rightly. You know, he didn't give it away on purpose. You know, he didn't try to play basketball. Um, it might look like it, but yeah, it was a tough night for him. And and they'll learn from it. That's the key. You know, the, the key is of young players is that they're never going to be consistent. And, you know, they don't, you know, the message will be is try not get too high when... You know, you're playing well and don't get too low when you have a bad game because it happens to the best of them. Dobbo had a poor game by, the, by you know, by the by his standards. Um, so it wasn't just him who had a poor game. I just think they sort of picked on him a little bit, as you would, we would. You know, like if, if we if we come come up against a, a young fullback, you're going to get Corey onto him straight away or Jez on him straight away and see what he's about. So, yeah, he'll learn from it and um, it will make him a better player and hopefully. Uh, the next time he comes in, he puts in a shift, and um, he can show how, show how he's uh, improved. So, um, not too not too concerned about it. But yeah, as you say, he's a young young kid, still playing his tray, still learning, um, and he's had some promising games so far for him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got that chance in the first place. So, not going to worry that worry about from there. Yeah, I, the, the the lineup was interesting. I, I'd suggest other than maybe Corey Blackett Taylor, who possibly wasn't in a in a position to start. 
Uh, yeah, and, and maybe maybe one one or two more on the bench. Um, I, I'd suggest that that Garner put out the strongest available side to him um, on, on Tuesday. So it does show that he was taking it reasonably seriously. I mean, do you think that is giving the the, the competition a, a higher pedestal at the moment, or is it more because he is just one of those managers who thinks that winning and breeds confidence, confidence breeds winning. So you put your best team out at every opportunity, Tom. Could be, or it, it could be as simple as he, he felt like there wasn't a lot more rotation he could do as well. I think, as I said, I think what twice already that I think we can all agree the league is our priority. And so I expected more changes. We've already started to see injuries come in to, to some key players. And with these games, there is always the risk of more. Now, as you say, we've what, gone three cup games in a row, I think, in different cups and, and won all of them, uh, which seems... Yeah, I can't remember if we've ever done that that I can remember. And, uh, you know, we have a bad record in my memory in cups. So to do that is obviously huge. As you say, does build momentum. But I just worry about these players because we're not getting a break like the top two divisions are. We are playing through. I know we've only got two league games this month, but we have got then another cup game towards the end of the month. Then we go into December. We're obviously going to have this other uh, league cup game at that point as well. There's no stopping, um, and and as the the weather gets colder as well, I, I suspect injuries are are more likely. Muscles tighten a lot, lot, lot quicker. So it is a bit of a risk. I I don't necessarily think it's giving the cup the respect it requires, but maybe giving the opposition the respect they require. If you get knocked out to Stevenage and you've played a younger team or a less experienced team, then that might count against you. Um, but I just think, yeah, I, I wonder if his inability to rotate is maybe just a nod to the January transfer window and saying to Tommy S that, you know, I, I need some players here because I'm not able to rotate players that perhaps do need a little bit of a break. Now, when it came to the, the penalty shootout, you know, we, we were perhaps, like we say, lucky to get there in terms of the opening 75 minutes and Stephen has missed some, some particularly good chances in that first half. Um, but the, the, the quality of the spot kicks from the addicts, we heard them there at the start of the, uh, of the pod, they they really were top notch, um, and and we didn't we didn't make a single mistake. Um, y- you have to sort of be impressed by the uh, the, the caliber of, of spot kicks there. From you'd assume that there must have been a bit of nerves in the players, but they um they they certainly didn't show it, Nave. Yeah, I think you've got to be impressed. I think looking at across the team, really, and across the squad, we've got quite a good technical squad. You know, like in terms of ball playing and and what they can do with the ball. So um, yeah, it was delighted to see you know the the pens that went in and the quality of them because obviously penalties a lottery, lottery, aren't they? Really. So um, and obviously Jojo made his save and but yeah, no, I was I was more uh, I was more impressed about the little um, the little the little jog or the little celebration from Sean Clare really <laughs> towards the uh, towards the other the Stevenage fans who I, probably, I think someone said that they were giving a bit of stick about his mask or something. Probably call him Zorro. I don't know what they're going to call him, but he I had the last ideas, laugh. Nice. <laughs> But I mean, like, listen, I love all that. It cracks me up because I think you know, you give it out, you've got to take it, right? But um, yeah, no. Back to the main point. Yeah, I think penalties were great, great pens, and um, shows that if we do get a penalty, and you know, the regular penalty taker don't don't deliver, then we've got a plenty more uh, a nice big list there to who can step up um, to try and get one in and it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, you're right. We'll hear a bit more from Scott Fraser as well. He was involved in uh, celebrating in front of the 
of the um <laughs> of, the, of the Stevenage fans who yeah apparently for the the, sh- the stick they were uh, given to to Sean Clare uh, throughout the ninety minutes. So I mentioned the amount of fans that went. Tom, it, it clearly caught the imagination. And again, I think they would have been very over the boot off at half time. The addicts, I think they would have been very frustrated. Uh, but we, we've had a couple of little fun moments, haven't we? Recently, you know, the 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 four four with Ipswich. You know, where we've become relevant relevant outside of SE Seven, which is quite nice. Uh, being the only club left in the Carabao Cup from London, we came became a bit of a thing on social media today. It's quite it's quite nice people having their eyes on us, and and for good reasons because we have like I say we we haven't always enjoyed that over the last few years, and and the fans who travelled on Tuesday night certainly were celebrating hard in that away end when that final penalty went in, and and again it felt like something that wasn't going to be happening for the the course of that eighty minutes. So th- th- that we we are having a little bit of fun at the moment, and I'm I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah, now we've drawn. Liverpool away just a little guess there as well then uh then obviously that's exciting as well for us so yeah you're right I think look ultimately again this is probably now the fourth time I've said it ultimately we all want chance to get promoted right but there's only three chances or three teams that are going to do that this season if you're not going to get promoted and obviously we still hope we are then you want to enjoy it and and when you're when you're winning games obviously that breeds it as well but if you're not just winning every game, you at least want something to be able to go and, and enjoy. Football's an escape for a lot of people. And ultimately, if you're escaping to 1-0 defeats or 2-0 defeats every week, then that's that's tough. But if you're going and you're seeing something fun and you're enjoying it and you're with your mates and you're having that kind of roller coaster of emotions, then then that makes a huge difference. That, uh, that adrenaline I had pumping through my veins after the Ipswich game lasted most of the evening, you know, and, and even for the next few days, as you say, when uh, national podcasts are talking about it, it's a talking point. So, yeah, ultimately, as I say, let's get promoted. That's the dream. But if that's not going to happen, let's have some fun yeah. along the way I'll, and make it a good I'll, season. I'll put you on the spot then, Tom. So you, you've, you've mentioned about getting promoted. If if I offered you right now a trip to Wembley in the final of the League Cup, like Bradford did as a League Two team, uh, about ten years ago, I'm guessing, or promotion, like a trip to Wembley, or or you know, which one would you go for? And, and I could sweeten it by saying you could win the cup. But, I mean, that'd be outrageous. But if we get all right, which one would you go for? It, honestly, that'd be once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, if it was the League Cup or or the Papa John's, I'd be leaning towards promotion um, because promotion either means we've gone on a mental run and we're in the top two, in which case I've had a great day, or it means we've gone to Wembley in the playoff final. So, for me, that would still be promotion. FA Cup final, slightly different, I think, for me. And that's purely personal. Mm. Um, I think maybe the final would take precedent. I'm so fed up of being in League One. I I just think we're we're so close to getting a squad right and a harmony right that we, I feel just feel like we deserve to be a championship. So maybe deserve is not right because you have to earn the right to be there. But we feel like a championship club in waiting. And so I'd rather just get up there Um but I'm sure uh, uh, there will be probably split the fan base in that. But that mm. would be mine. No, so no, so so I mean, it's, it's League Cup or FA. Papa John's, I, I'm not putting that in the in the mix because I would much rather get promoted than even be in the Papa John's, let alone get to the final in it. But if I could give you a Wembley final in the League Cup or the FA Cup, you know, the mm. league does take precedent. But does it when you've got the chance to be a story like that? I mean, our Bradford fans who are still in League Two thinking like that, it's, I should probably ask one of them. I th- so, so we, like League Cup or FA Cup final, or in, and then the player. So, are you saying or guaranteed promotion? promotion? Guaranteed. Well, no, so, if we go, yeah, or yeah, or promotion. So, they're they're the two chance. They're the two options. Do you know what? Like, I've seen I've seen us get promoted twice, 
at Wembley, right? So I'm going to live for today and I'm going to go something that I probably won't ever see in us in a cup final. I'd probably take it because I know, like, even though League One is, try not to swear, bad, and some places that we go to in League One are bad, I'll, I'll suffer another year if that's the case, if it means I can watch Cholton in a cup final, Carabao FA Cup, one million percent. Because the last time we won it was what, 47, is it? 1940 something? Yeah, 47, like, yeah. 47? FA Cup, yeah. And then you've got people that have been born since then that has never seen that. So I would like, I'd rather go to a cup final and have a go. Because like Tom said it earlier, like it's a escape for people. And one thing that I go to Alton is I just want want us to give everything we've got and have a go. And if we got to a cup final, just have a go. And who knows? Look at Wigan. Like Wigan beat Man City. I know they were like a lot further along in terms of squad and whatnot. But Cholton in FA Cup final. Like anything can happen. Like a game of football, anything can happen. So I'd, I'd do that because I've seen two promotions and promotions with Pally and whatnot. So I'd, I'd, I'd pick, I'd, if I had a gun to my head, not that you're going to do that. but I'd, uh, I might. <laughs> but I'd, I'd pick a cup final, mate. 100 million yeah. percent. Excellent. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned actually, of course, on uh, Monday we were drawn against Stockport County at home uh, in the next round of the FA Cup. So a winnable fixture, certainly, but they'll be thinking that as well. Uh, hopefully a chance to get into round three of the FA Cup as well. So plenty of cup action here uh, on Charlton Live at the big match. A preview. Let's hear what Ben Garner then made uh, of that win over Stevenage. Uh, on Tuesday evening, a 1-1 draw, penalty kicks, 5-4 to the Addicts meant we went through. I spoke to Garner after, he said he was just happy uh, to progress after a difficult game. Yeah, I think ultimately that's the key thing, you know, um, cup competitions, sometimes you have to do it, do it the long way or the hard way if you like, and uh, the important thing is that, that you win and you get through, and we're, we're developing that. I think that you can see that in the mentality with the group. Um, tough game, really tough game, you know, it's a difficult place to come. Um, Stephen is really good at what they do. Um, but I was really pleased with how we kept pushing second half. It's hard to break that down. Uh, and we had created a couple of good opportunities, especially offset pieces. Uh, and it was fantastic to see Chooks get the goal. And, uh, and then we're pushing to try and get the, get the winner. But, um, yeah, we did it on penalties. So I thought standard of penalties was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I, I remember seeing five better penalties than that in a shootout. So uh, really pleased and, uh, yeah, great save from Jojo to top it all off. Yeah, no sign of nerves at all in that, in that penalty shootout from your players. No, a lot of the lads practice them all the time. Sean Clare, Jez, um, Jaden, who wasn't on, they practice them, practice them regularly. So the pleasing thing was you go into a shootout and you think, are they going to do what they normally do? And they did. And they showed great composure, great confidence and really good technique. So I'm actually meant to the fans, they packed out that away end today yeah. and they can all just can't wait for the draw now, but you can't as well. What sort of team are you hoping for? Yeah, as, as big as possible, to be honest. You know, we, we take what we get, obviously, but uh, for me, I'd love to give those supporters a, a, a huge tie against a Premier League tie at home or away. Um, so we spoke about that before the game, you know, make sure when that draw is happening on Thursday that, that we're there and we got a chance of, of drawing a, a big tie. Um, but as always, you can't affect it. We take whoever we get and, and obviously try to progress further in the competition. Makes such a difference, doesn't he, Chooks? If only yeah. he could play a bit longer, I guess. He's been fantastic, but if he keeps coming on and, and having the impact he's having, that, that's fantastic. You know, he's uh, a wonderful finish and he, he, he impacts the game really well when he comes on. So I thought all, all the subs had a good impact. Uh, the lads that started did great and um, then we freshened it up and, and, and made sort of a block of four changes and really pushed and it was just we were uh, just had them pinned in it was just whether we're going to be able to break them down 
you, you started pretty strong. You couldn't have, you couldn't have started much stronger. There was perhaps one or two, but is that showing sort of uh, how much importance you're putting on this competition this season? Yeah, we, we want to win every game. You know, every competition we're in. Um, as I keep saying, we, we've not got a huge squad. It's not like we can rotate and, and make five or six changes, and um, we can make a couple here and there. Uh, you know, young Richard Chin, he's, he's learning on the job. You know, he's learning on the job. He's, he's in at the deep end. He's a great lad, great attitude, getting better all the time. Uh, and that will be such a wonderful experience for him tonight because they don't come much tougher than trying to deal with how Steven is played for a defender. Um, and I think that will stand him in good stead moving forward. Yeah, and it was, it was unlucky, I guess, with the penalty seemed to lose the, the flight of the ball. Yeah, I've not seen it back. Yeah, it looked like he had his back to it and as he's running, it just hit his hand. So I, I, I've got to be honest, I don't know what the rule is on handball now. I've, I'm, I'm lost with that rule. Um, but I've not seen it back. Uh, you know, he's, he's your arm in a, an unnatural position. As I say, I'm not 100% on the ruling now with handballs. Um, as I said, you did start strikes quite strong, so I guess you will be quite disappointed with probably the opening 80 minutes or so of that game. It was, it was a real tough one out there. It was. We knew it was going to be difficult. Um, I don't think we created enough, um, and we gave them that goal. I think when you give them a goal and they're ahead, they can sit in, they play in half a pitch, they counter-attack well, um, they're good offset pieces, and they kill the game. You know, they kill the game, and that would be my one uh, criticism tonight. I thought the ref handled the game pretty well just the, the, the amount of time the ball's out of play you know surely we want the ball in play and teams playing every time it goes out of play it's 40 seconds 50 seconds before it comes back in and it's hard to get momentum in the game um, and they do it well and uh, as I say I thought in how they play they did it really well tonight um, but we, we found the way which is a sign of a, a growing team Hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dreamland. Joe has scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Guess it. Come on. What a time yes! to be here. Here at Wembley. Oh my word! Oh my word! 
Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. We have sort of uh, been discussing uh, the draw that Charlton have got in the next round of the League Cup, although at the time of the recording, we don't know it. <laughs> but we will have known it at the start of the pod when you heard that bit. Uh, so we've been discussing that. We've been looking back at that win over Stevenage. We have, of course, got uh, Scott Fraser interview to come up shortly. But I just wanted to uh, touch upon some of the things that were messaged uh, into us uh, over uh, the course of the week. Martin uh, said, a good team always finds a way Um to win uh, when playing poorly and we certainly did that on Tuesday Garner will point to the fact that we have 71% possession uh, but in the final third we were awful uh, on the night and Gary said uh, great to be in the draw but we struggled against the league two side all this tippy tappy passing around the back may be good for the possession stats but it won't consistently win us games uh, Charlton had 71% of the possession uh, with eight shots and only two on target Stevenage only 29% of the possession but 17 shots and six on target he says that says a lot yeah we, we have to, we discussed it I guess about the performance itself like I say for for 75 minutes probably 80 it wasn't great um, a big part of that Tom I mean it's Jaden Stockley again you know we, we've given him a, a fair bit of leeway at the start of the season because we know perhaps he, he we were playing a formation that didn't suit him as such but he's not necessarily playing up top on his own recently and he's still I feel like he's still struggling a bit uh, you know and, and when you see what Chucks can do in a much shorter space of time. I mean, Jaden must be so frustrated with how this season's gone for him personally so far. Yeah, totally. And like you, I think we've been as fair to him as it as it's possible to be. He got a lot of criticism from large portions of the fan base and certainly large portions of our listenership over the, the first few months of the season and, and still ongoing to a certain extent. And I think we tried to defend him where we could. Um, look, we know what he's capable of. He got a good haul last season. Um, and, and as you say, for that first period of the season, he was being asked to play in a, in a one which we know doesn't work. Thought him and Miles were starting to build up a bit of a relationship. But again, it was Miles who was getting the, the majority of the goals in those two. And now, as you say, it's, uh, it's Chuck's coming off the bench and his goals to minute ratio is obviously going to be far higher as a result. So... I, I appreciate he's not only in there for goals and I appreciate that he might well bring others into play. But in the last couple of weeks, I haven't really seen a lot of that either, if I'm being totally honest. And that was the thing that I felt able to defend him on in those early parts. So I don't know if it's lack of confidence. I don't know whether it's the captaincy weighing heavy. I don't know if, if, he, if he's just not right this season. I don't know if he's carrying an injury. There's There's something there that isn't working. Um, and when you've got Jack Payne outscoring him for headers in a game when he's about three foot four, then yeah, you've got a bit of a problem there because, as I say, you're, I'm starting to get to the point now where I'm wondering what he offers other than basically taking up some space so that Chucks doesn't have to play for too long and risk an injury. So, yeah, it, it's difficult for him. As you say, he'll be the first, I'm sure, to admit that he's not playing as well as he could be. But ultimately, for if nothing else, the next seven weeks, probably longer, we need to find some form in there because Chucks we know can't play for that long miles is still out and it's January at the earliest that we can bring someone else in Mm, certainly difficult right um, Charlton Not 606 says uh, Jack Payne seems to be our most creative and effective player uh, with the amount of goals and assists he's got yet he struggles to get a start yeah, I did ask um, Ben Garner about that on Saturday actually after the game against Colville in the FA Cup but uh, you know it's pointed out that we do have some of our brighter players in the sort of area of the pitch that he plays the likes of Raksaki uh, of course got the assist for an EK on Tuesday uh, and Corey Blackett Taylor as well so yeah Jack might feel a little bit hard done by there but then again he he along with many others, had a, a pretty quiet night on, on Tuesday as well. Right, Mike Harrington uh, wanted to raise awareness of uh, people 
who are signing a petition to get the train, the loop train that goes from Sidcup around to Charlton. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be binned basically soon by South Eastern. So there's a petition going around. If you if you use that train, which I have on a number of occasions actually, uh, there's a petition out there if you want to say to South Eastern that we need that way uh, to get to the valley without having to change trains uh, at Lewisham, which is always a ball lake. Right, uh, let's hear from another uh, player from uh, midweek. Uh, Scott Fraser, uh, of course, uh, scored the winning penalty against uh, Stevenage. In midweek, uh, in, involved very much in terms of the celebrations uh, in front of the uh, home fans as well. He came to speak to me and Rich after uh, I asked the Scottish midfielder how pleased he is uh, to be in the hat for the next round. Yeah, over the moon. Um, I think we showed a different side to our game. I thought we showed a lot of character, a lot of bravery. And I think in the end we deserved it. Um, I think they're good at what they do. That's why they're doing well in the league. That's why they beat a lot of teams that come here. Uh, it's a tough place to come. I think it's one of them games, isn't it, that people from the outside or people not involved really come and think, oh, Charlton will come there and score two or three, but it's never ever the case. Um, even looking at the scores, like the night Brentford are drawing with Gillingham at home and Lincoln beating Bristol City or whoever it was, like, cup, cup games are tough, tough games. Um, as I say, I think we show a different side and, yeah, over the minute to get through. People talk about the pressure of penalties. When, you, when you're going up to take the fifth one and you know if you score to go through, is that is that more pressure or less pressure? No, I'll be buzzing. Uh, I said before their, I think their third one. I said that Jojo will save one, and I, I'll score the winner. Um, and yeah, I'm over the moon with it. Yeah, you, you had some a little message for the fans on the far side as yeah, well. Yeah, giving you a stick. No, no, me. They were getting shown it um, all game. Um, again, it's just honestly, it's a brilliant bunch. Um, I think the squad that, that we've got, you know, it's not, isn't the biggest squad, but all the boys love each other. It's a it's a good dressing room to be part of. And uh, yeah, they were battering Shawnee the full game. Um, so a couple of boys were just saying, if we win this, like, let's give the fans it. And then it's funny, walking up to the penalty, I was thinking more about the celebration more than the actual penalty itself. So I um, had to regroup when I got actually the ball on the spot and looked at the goal. He's a big, he's a big boy. Uh, I didn't realise quite how big he was. Um, but no, slotted it away and. Yeah, we managed to celebrate in front of the fans. Talk about the togetherness of the squad. You had to show that to come through what was, I'd say, a difficult opening 70 minutes. So Stevenage have only lost, this is only the second game they've lost at home this season. That shows how good they are here. Yeah, that's what I mean. It works. I've no doubt that if this game was at the Valley, it would have been a different game. Still a tough game, but it would have been a, a different game. You know, you always come to these grounds. I've been involved in them over the years. Um, I've been I've been the team that have been this team in terms of making it hard for teams to come here and the better teams, the, the, the teams that are expected to win. But I thought, I thought at times we controlled the game really well. You know, we got we we got on the ball, we got our patterns of play going. Um, and yeah, as you said, I think maybe a couple of months ago we'd have struggled in that game more. And I think it just shows you how far we've come. Uh, ben Ben was asked what team he'd like to say. He, he suggested maybe that one of the big ones or a local derby against Palace. Or if you are you thinking a big Premier League club, a smaller yeah. one like Palace? Nah, no, no, no. We need to go big. We need to either one of the big boys at home or away. I'm not bothered. No, no preference at all. Nah, no preference at all. Um, when, I, when, I, when I was at Burton, we got Man City over two legs. I think it was 8-0, 8-0. So it wasn't great. I played them, so maybe... Out for revenge? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that. Maybe maybe like Chelsea, Tottenham would be good. Tottenham away, going to play that stadium. But a home draw would be good as well. If one of the big boys come, like, I'd imagine the Valley would be quite full um, if we got one of the big, big boys at home. Um, so that could be a good thing, but I think... Being selfish, I'd like to go away at one of the big boys. How did the senior pro sort of rally around Richard after the, the penalty in the first half? He must have been a, a bit frustrated with that. Yeah, of course. You know, it was a tough one. I, I, I kind of really remember. I think he put it over him and he's trying to turn his hands there. 
Um, Chinny's been brilliant, though. I don't know too much about Chinny. Um, I think it's only really this season that he's been involved. And he gives his all, you know, in training. He trains how he plays. Uh, I think it's high intensity and things, you know, in training. He's really hard to play against. Um, he's obviously doing a job for us. Um, obviously, Cess is just managing Cess's minutes. Um, so for Chinny to come in and play left, I think he's done well when he's come in. And I think he bounced back well. I thought I had a good reaction from it, and we can only help him in any way we can. You mentioned, obviously, we've got Burton coming up on, on Saturday as well. Um, just looking ahead to that game, what sort of challenge are you expecting from them? I think it'll be similar, actually. Um, I think, you know, they've changed manager. They've, they've got a few good results. Um, and I think it'll be quite a similar game in terms of, you know, they'll make it hard for us. Uh, and then they'll, they'll pose their own threats and it's something that we need to deal with. Hey, always great to hear from, from Scott Fraser. Um, a bit of a Rolls-Royce of a footballer, isn't he, Nath? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I do like Fraser, little Perlo. Um, I'm glad that you know he's starting to hit that bit of form. Cause I think when he first came in, he got COVID and he couldn't really get that that little bit of run of form. Yeah. And I, and I, well. There's probably a little bit more output we we need from him at mm. times. If I'm being if I'm being picky. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a fair fair assessment. I think the, the thing that what we've got doing now is I think where he's playing in a flat four with Dobbo, I think he's got a focus with a lot more on his defensive side of the game and which he's done you know very well I remember the Ipswich game he was struggling big time because he's been putting shifts in so so he does have to be more disciplined in the role that he's doing now because we were too open before when we were when we weren't playing that flat four so I can understand that some of his uh, game has been negated somewhat in terms of his attacking prowess because he's having to do more defensive side of the game and once you're running you know doing a lot more defensive side you know, you're going to have to have a lot more legs and he's probably not been used to playing like a, a box-to-box sort of player. So, um, I mean, in terms of his output this season, I'm happy with it uh, so far. Um, I think he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet. I don't think you can drop him at the moment. I don't think he's done anything wrong. But, um, yeah, I just think he needs to maintain his standards, really, because he's a clever player, a really clever player at this level. And, and it, you know, him getting up, getting with some assists and some goals. And I think that's the key for him, really. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that he's starting to show what we we all knew he was capable of when he first came in because he had that little bit of a slow start. But if he keeps keeps it going, mate, keeps the output, um, I'm sure he'll be, be delighted. And not, it wouldn't surprise me if he's up there for one of the, I know it's early days, but one for the player of the year jobs. Mm, certainly. Right, let's uh, speak about another midfielder now, Jake Forster-Kasky. Uh, He's been involved in the last few cup games. Uh, looked quite good, of course. Hasn't been involved in the league uh, so far uh, this season. So I asked Ben Garner on Tuesday if the midfielder's uh, improvements uh, and performances over the last couple of weeks means he's getting close uh, to featuring uh, in the league side. No, it doesn't matter if it's league or cup. I pick the team that I think is right for the game. Um, was a was a perfect sub tonight for the situation we were facing. He came on and gave us poise and creativity in his range of passing. Um, it doesn't matter to me whether it's a, a league game, a cup game. Um, it, I, I will put the team on the pitch that I think is right and I will make the changes that I think are right as well. Does, does Connor's injury mean he's more likely to be involved in the league squad now? Yeah, of course. You know, unfortunately, Connor's you know, picked up a bad ankle injury and we're, we're so disappointed for him because uh, it's been such a tough start for him. He's not got going and I don't think the Charlton fans have seen anywhere near the best of, of Conor McGrandles and all I would say to everyone is don't judge him on what you've seen he's a top player he's a top character uh, we need to support him through his rehab now and um, and then get him back and get him playing because he can be a fantastic player for us well there we go Ben Garner says uh, it makes no difference to him whether it's a league or a cup game uh, obviously there's still those rumours going around about uh, whether there's a clause in 
Forster Kasky's contract that means if he were to play league football or a certain amount of league games, uh, his money would go up, basically. That's the rumour. Obviously, we did ask Ben Garner about that a few weeks ago and he didn't deny it. He just said he didn't know. Um, so read of that what you will. But, um, you know, with McGrandall's out injured now, Tom, would you expect to see more of him? I would have expected to see more of him already, to be honest, because for McG- McGrandall's just hasn't really set the world alight, has he? Um, and he's another one that I think is capable of far more. We've seen that at other clubs and hasn't yet shown it here. Um, it, it, again, I don't have any knowledge here either, but it seems bizarre to me that the only reason Forster Kasky isn't being picked is footballing reasons. He doesn't strike me as somebody who would shirk away from work on the training ground. Uh, he's somebody who's gone through horrific injuries in his career and come back from them. So he's not somebody that's too proud to to put that work in um, and to know how lucky he is to still be playing football, I'm sure. Um, and on top of all of that, he's a very, very good player. Um, so, yeah, I I find it hard to understand. I like Garner. I trust what Garner's doing overall. But to, if it is only footballing reasons, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about exactly why that is because I, I don't, really remember a game where where Jake Forster-Kasky has really let us down I appreciate that having him and Fraser in the team with with Dobson if we're going to go to a three is perhaps a bit of a liberty because Dobson's going to have to do a lot of the hard work there I also obviously understand we're playing a two at the moment and and you'd certainly say Dobson is is undroppable and perhaps uh, Fraser is as well but at least a, a spot on the bench to come on and move the ball around a little bit like Albie does in the second half of games, I think is an option because, uh, yeah, Albie's doing it and, and on the whole has done it well, although I know he's come in for criticism from some people recently, which I disagree with, but you want to have more than one option there. And if you've got Forster Kasky, Payne and Morgan on the bench, then then there's quite a lot there to work with. So, yeah, with McGrandall's injured, certainly I'd expect to see more of him between now and Christmas um, and, and hopefully he can force his way into that side. Excellent stuff. Right, let's uh, turn our attention then to Saturday's trip up to the Pirelli Stadium uh, to take on Rock Bottom. Uh, Burton Albion had a dreadful start to the season, losing seven of the first uh, eight games. Of course, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank uh, was moved on. They've won three of their last uh, eight or nine there since then, but lost their last two. Uh, They did win their last home game, though, uh, and unbeaten in their last two at home. Um, New boss, uh, Dino uh, Marmria, uh, you may remember Dino, was in charge of Stevenage when we beat him 8-0, so uh, doesn't like facing us. I saw him at Stevenage on Tuesday, actually, getting a good look at the addicts. Um, in terms of Burton, Naif, um, they were on the, a downward trend at the end of last season, weren't they? And to be fair, they were pretty poor for the large spells of uh, uh, the season before last. I remember that, us going there and getting beaten quite heavily and it being a bit of a shock. But um, yeah, how, how, do you, um, how do you assess Burton's start to the season? Yeah, it's been pretty tough for them, hasn't it? Really, I think they've, the last couple of seasons they've sort of been flirting a little bit with a with a lower sort of echelons of the league. But um, listen, we've played teams already in terms of Forest Green, where they've not been really done really well, and they've got a result out of us, and we've not really done enough to win the game. So anything, and they're at home, Burton. So anything can happen, and obviously the, the, the game on Tuesday, you know, nothing's a given just because. Um, you know, Stephen, they're doing well, but they are in a lesser division. You know, so who knows? They might, they might try and bounce back, and they want to try and build a bit of momentum there, so they can try and catapult themselves out of danger. But it's going to be a tough game. But 
we're, we're no short of our frailties at the moment, especially in defence. So it'll be a tough game, but I just think if we try and impose our game on them, and, and, and hopefully we can make their sort of run even worse. But it's, it's yeah. going to be a tough game. All away games in this division are, you know. So, no, I don't think anyone's going to be taking it for granted, that's for sure. Certainly not. Well, let's hear what Ben Garner has to say ahead of the game. Then, of course, we do have that comeback uh, from its, uh, against Ipswich in our last league game uh, and three cup wins uh, in a row. I asked Ben how important it was to take that momentum into our league programme. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think it's a big push for Saturday now for me and then we, we get a full week the next week and we need a bit of recovery and we need a bit of training time because um, we've, we've had a lot of games in this period. It, it's been such a busy period. The fact that we're progressing in cup competitions has given us extra games, which is what we want. Um, but it is, uh, it is meaning we're having to go again and again. So for me, a real big push Saturday. We've got to recover now. We've got to prep for Burton, which will be a difficult game. Um, and we've got to try and finish this period really strong with a, with a league win on Saturday. Yeah, and what, what sort of challenge do you expect Burton to, to, to give your side of they, they started the season quite slowly. Yeah, they've done really well in recent weeks. I was looking at some of the, um, the, the performance metrics and stats in the week and they're, they're quite high for like chances created and shots and, and even for, for possession. So I think their league position is a little bit false at the moment, similar to MK Dons. So uh, for sure it's going to be a difficult game. They've got good players within their squad. Um, on the back of this, we go there with confidence and momentum. And as I say, we want to finish this little run of games, uh, hopefully with three points Saturday, and then we can get a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a recovery, and um, with another couple of weeks, hopefully we'll start getting some players coming back into the fold as well. Okay, Garner, um, keen to highlight what he says were good performance metrics for for Burton over the last couple of weeks. So he's obviously not going to uh, take this game lightly. I mean, in terms of us. Tom, we're looking at that team. Obviously, we know we've got Owen out, we've got Terrell Thomas out. You know, defensively, we're looking short. At least we've got Ryan Innes coming back, so it will almost certainly be a centre back pairing of uh, Innes and Lavelle. Um, so I guess we'll need Ryan to try and keep a cool head and to help guide Lavelle through that game because that is a place, uh, a part of the pitch where we're looking short. And obviously, Deji probably likely to be on the bench after uh, being recalled from Wildstone. But yeah, that, that's an area of concern that, that possibly just needs tightening up a little bit. Yeah, you mentioned Deji there. I thought you were going to go on to talk about your mate Oshilaja because we're coming up against him, aren't we? But um, looking forward to that. Exactly. Yeah, you know he's going to score. It's just about which end he gets it. Um, You're right. I think. Look, we've got Innis what for one, two games before his customary next red card. So we need to make the most of that. As you say, centre back is really the place. I would say we've been struggling all season. Be it his suspension, be it rhythm and, and solidity, be it consistency, and now. Probably the fact that, that um, Lavelle hasn't set the world alight since he's come into Charlton. Uh, and so you're right, yeah, we need we need discipline from Ryan. Uh, as I say, it is the sort of game you can imagine, as Nafe said, away games in this division are never easy. They're bottom of the league, scrapping for their lives. I'm sure it's going to be a, a difficult game. And one of the first things I would be saying if I was the Burton manager would be winding this up because you know that you've always got a chance to do that and, and it can happen quite easily. So... Yeah, he needs to keep his head. Um, obviously, we've got issues out on it on either side of the defence as well with, with Egbo being injured. So how that all sort of lines up will be interesting to see. I imagine Claire will be in there. Um, and then that midfield, you'd expect to be Dobson and Fraser for sure. Um, and then probably, as I say, there isn't a huge amount you can change. You'd imagine Stockley's going to be starting because realistically, can an EK do 90 minutes? Probably not. And, and when he's coming off the bench and scoring, then... You kind of don't want to change a winning formula. So, 
Yeah, like Naif, I agree with him. It's going to be a very, very tough game. We can't take it for granted. We have at least got an away win under our belt now with the with the Shrewsbury game, but uh, obviously that's not enough. So we need to try and kick on now. And obviously with the Ipswich draw and and the MK Dons defeat, we've dropped slightly back off those playoffs again after the nice run and need to keep up that momentum over the next few weeks now. Excellent stuff. Right, well, we've run out of time on this week's uh, Big Match Preview. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you're uh, suitably delighted or disgusted with our uh, League Cup draw against uh, insert team here. Um, really looking forward to, or not looking forward to, to that game, but I am certainly looking forward to the trip uh, up to Burton on Saturday. Thanks for everyone who got involved uh, with this evening's show. Thank you, as always, to Tom and Nath. An absolute pleasure. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Good to speak to you. Right, I'm Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday to look back at whatever happens against Burton. Hopefully, uh, we shall be talking about three points on the road. We shall see you later. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.